0: You can tell my name is not David Shostak, um, and I'm here because David has COVID this morning. So we wanna, we wanna make sure we keep him in our prayers. And I look back there, and Fred and Kim are with us this morning. Raise your hands back there, okay? And we're glad you're here with us. Uh, so don't feel that you can't talk to them this morning. Um, They're over COVID, and uh, but let's keep praying for Carol. We know she's not back to 100%, so we'll be praying for her as well. So it's a great morning, and in the next 15 minutes, you're going to hear the fastest sermon you ever heard. (laughs) Let me tell you. Our lesson this morning is from Ephesians chapter 5. Jacob was reading for us. I hope you understood what Jesus was doing there. He was really trying to get us to see what was important as far as the church is concerned, in talking about this issue. So I think, uh, uh, can you hear me back there? People are going like this, okay. Is your mic on? I think it is. Testing, there (laughs) There we go, thank you. Uh, So what we're talking about this morning is church membership. And uh, I've come to the point in my life where I'm getting a little older, you know. Do you feel that way with technology? And so this is what I found on the internet uh, about my age. The man in the hotel says, I've forgotten what room I'm in. And the man says, no problem, sir, this is called the lobby. (laughs) I'm getting so old. I ask things like that all the time. Or maybe you feel that way with technology where the little kid says, no, Grandma, listen, double-click the Internet Explorer icon. (laughs) I feel that way when uh, we're always asking our kids, our grandkids to help us with the Internet. uh, we're coming to a life where uh, things are changing so quickly, aren't they? And uh, so we need to keep that in focus. Changes with the, the budget. We know the congregation is going to answer this great challenge because we want to continue to uh, support David and his family and to support our missionaries. It's so important to keep those things in mind as we work with them and understand how important they are to the Lord's work. Uh, we just found out last night my daughter has COVID, so Heather's not with us this morning. So make sure you keep Heather in your prayers. There's so many people in our congregation that need prayers now, so let's continue to pray for them. Uh, I was reminded by Jim that uh, he said, make sure when you're on stage that you stop before you get to the plant, because then you're out of range of the, of the microphone and the, uh, and the Internet. So if you're watching me out there, you can't see me now. So this is where I'm going to do my sermon this morning. (laughs) I did a series on guardrails one time. And back there they said, we're going to put a guardrail right here, Russell. You can't leave the pulpit. Um, But uh, we know that people at home are watching us. So we want to welcome them this morning as we talk about this important subject of the church. I wonder, is church membership essential? People are asking that question all over the world now. Is church membership important? What's so important about it? And this is what we see. If you don't have an outline, please raise your hand because our ushers will make sure that you have an outline to follow along with this lesson and you can fill in those blanks. We've got them coming up the middle aisle and some of you need some of those. And that's a good question because a lot of people are asking that. I had a young man come up to me Last year, uh, when I was speaking at a church in Ohio, raise your hand if you need that, he's coming up the aisle now. Uh, and he, uh, he said, Russ, I don't need to come to church. I can go to the, to the lake and fish and worship in my boat. I can go on the golf course and worship. And uh, I asked this young, young teenager, I said, uh, Randy, can you show me that in the Bible? I'd like to see that, because if that's true, what are we doing here in the building? We can worship any place, but the Lord calls us together as an assembly, at least once a week, to have the Lord's Supper, to sing, to pray, to study his word. Is church membership essential? A lot of people are asking that question. Here's the question they're asking. This is what they're saying. A generation ago, we want the man, but we don't want the plan. We want Jesus, but we don't want the church is what they're saying. Why? Because it takes effort. I have to get up on Sunday mornings, stop worshiping my pillow, and come to the building to assemble? What's the good in that? Why do I have to do that? Uh, I've found that as a nation, we're becoming pretty lazy when it comes to the Lord's church and the Lord. And that's what they were asking, generation. We, we want the man. We want Jesus. We, we, we don't want the plan. Well, that's just a way of saying I'm too lazy to come to church is what it is. And this is what they're saying just recently. Yes to Jesus, no to the church. That's what they're saying. And that's the newest saying that people are saying. Yes to Jesus, no to the church. And, and, they're, and they're trying to justify, I don't want to be committed to something, an organization that we call the church. That's what they're saying. And that's, that's really what the Bible talks about many times in revealing to us what the Lord thinks about the church. Because it's not so important about what I think, Rob, what you think of the church, what Russ thinks of the church. It's more important what Jesus thinks of the church, right? That's the important thing. And he talks about that in the Bible and reveals to us what's really important. That's what we have to get through in our own minds. So our journey is, there are many that think that they can have a relationship with Jesus and simply discard the church. That's what's going on. So when you're you're filling in that word discard, I want you to know what that's saying. We're saying that Jesus, you're important, but the church that you died for is not important. That's what we're saying. The Bible's very clear about that. And he reveals to us what he thinks about it. That's what we the message we need. The question is is church membership essential? Is it essential? I don't know about you, but I want to clear out all the garbage around my life and just do the things that I need to do. What's necessary? Tell me what I have to do. That's the way people are looking at religion today. What do I have to do? What what can I get away with? What can I push off? What can I discard? And it's certainly not church membership. Jesus purchased the, the church with his own blood. That's what he tells us in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. He purchased it with his blood. When Matt, I, Thank you, Matt, for that lesson around the Lord's table this morning. We need to be reminded every week how important this meal is. Don't you dare miss this meal. It's important. John 6 tells us unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we have no part in him. We're not going to heaven. That's how important the Lord's Supper is. And we need to get that into our minds and understand the importance of this meal each and every first day of the week. He purchased the church with his blood. Is that important? Yes, it's important. It should be right up there at the top of our list. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Jesus likens the church to marriage. And that's why in, in many of my marriage ceremonies, I'll talk to the, to the bride and the groom, sometimes in counseling session or sometimes right up here in front of everybody. Listen, John Doe, if it comes down to it, you've got to give your life for Jane Doe. You have to give your life up for your bride. That's what Jesus is saying. If somebody's pointing a gun at your wife, you need to stand in front of her and give your life for her. Because Jesus gave his life for his bride. That's what he's telling us. Is the church important? You better believe it's important. You can see it in our marriage vows. Till death do us part. Jesus says, I purchased the church. I purchased the church with my blood. I love the church. And he compares the marital love to the love he had for the church. He makes a point in that text, in Ephesians 5, telling us your relationship with your wife is just the same as the relationship with me and the church. That's why he gave his life on the cross. It can't be any stronger than that. That's the issue. And we need to ask our own question about our own life and our own minds. How important is the church? I, I, I thought about this just two days ago. I was thinking about this. I always send my PowerPoint presentation to, to Jim, and I'm so excited when I get to church, I can't wait to see what he did with it because he does such a good job with it. I'm not very tech savvy, but he is. So I was looking at this, and I thought, you know, he's talking about this important issue about him, and he's always been the leader of the flock, the shepherd, and we're the sheep. And we sing about that, don't we? Being his sheep, and, and he loves his sheep. And you know, we're told, and I saw this in the Holy Land, that when a shepherd builds a fold, a wall, a brick wall or a, a rock wall around his sheep herd, he makes the entrance into that fold just wide enough so that he can lay down in the doorway and his feet touch the stones on this side and his head touches the stones on this side so that no animals can get in. That's what Jesus thinks about the church. He wants to guard the church. He loves the church. Now the word ecclesia is what the church is. It's the called out. And the Bible in the English version says it's the church or number, those are the same terms you can use. But he cares about the ecclesia. He cares about us. When we talk about the church, we're not talking about this building. We're talking about everybody that's seated right now in here. This is the church that Jesus gave his blood. Aren't you thankful for that? What a blessing. Well, how can anyone think he can have a relationship with Jesus and discard the church when he gave his life for it? He shed his blood for it. He loves the church. He came to die for the church. He hung on the cross for the church. That was graphic, what Matt said to us this morning. And I just love what was said this morning to take us to the cross. Do you remember the song... When my love to man grows weak, when for deeper faith I see, in I go to thy scenes of fear and woe. That first verse changed my life. I want you to listen to the words again. When my love for man grows weak. Haven't you gotten tired of people? (laughs) And a deeper faith I seek. When my love for man grows weak and the deeper faith I seek. I need more faith. What do we do? We go to Calvary. That's right, Lewis, Calvary. What better way to give our devotion to the Lord and show our love for Jesus than to spend time having the bread and the fruit of the vine. As a church, we're called to the Lord's Supper. That's the least, as Matt said this morning, that's the least we can do. Spend a few minutes around the Lord's table remembering his sacrifice on the cross. So can one be saved outside the church? Not according to the Bible. In fact, in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, the Bible tells us that they were becoming a part of the church. Daily, people were being added to the church, understanding what it was like, (coughs) praising God and having favor with all the people, and and the Lord added to the church those that were being saved. You can't be a part of the the Lord unless you're a part of his church. That's how important it is. In fact, the fact is, they did not join the church, but they were added to the church after baptism. We don't join a church, but when we come out of the baptistry, we're added to the church. The Lord adds us to the church. And if he adds us to the church, he expects us to honor the church and support the church and love the church. I found that the minimum that we can do, I mean bare minimum, is to come here, and sing praises to Jesus, and have the Lord's Supper, and put a check in the plate. I mean, those are the minimum things that we can do. Can you imagine 168 hours in our life every week, and we give one hour to the Lord? Wouldn't you call that the minimum? I know he does. That's the least that we can do. I love what we do when we look at this. Nowhere did the Lord promise to save those who were outside the church. Did you know that anyone that's outside the church is lost? That ought to bring tears to our eyes. There's a lot of lost in the world, and the Lord expects us to bring them to Him and to teach them and baptize them so that they can be added to the church just like we are. Don't you feel lucky to be a part of the church? We are so blessed to be a part of the church. And if God sent his son to die on the cross for the church, the least we can do is to love the church and be a part of the church and support the church. How can the elder shepherd the church if the sheep aren't a part of the flock? When Paul traveled to Jerusalem, he wanted to become a part of the church. So he told them, I'm here to become a part of the church in Jerusalem. And they gave him the right hand of fellowship and they welcomed him into the church. How could the elders of the Jerusalem church be responsible for Paul and take care of him as their she- as a shepherd unless they became a part of the church and let him know that? You know, I was asking some of our members yesterday, I said... Uh, we were talking about some of our members here and how they're suffering. And, and uh, James chapter 1, verse 27 tells us that pure and undefiled religion is taking care of the widows and the orphans. And I was asking them, are there any widows in this congregation that need help? We need, we're sending checks to the orphanages in, in this country, but we also need to take care of the widows. And sometimes we don't know that a widow is suffering and we've got to take care of them. That's a part of our job as a church, as as elders, to to shepherd the flock. And how can we do that if we don't know somebody's hurting? We can't. So make sure that we know when there's a problem in the church that needs to be taken care of and addressed. The Apostle Paul gives us a great example of being a member of the local church in Jerusalem. It became a part of of his livelihood and understanding what he was supposed to be there. He was there worshiping with the church, letting the, the shepherds there know in the Jerusalem church that he wanted to be a part of that local church. It's not enough to just become a member of the church universally when you come out of the baptistry. The Lord wants you to locate in a local church. That's why we're here this morning. This is the local church, just like the church that Paul became a part of in Acts chapter 9. Well, if you say yes to Jesus, you must say yes to the church. That's it. It's unacceptable. You can't say no to the church if you say yes to Jesus. In fact, you can't say yes to Jesus unless you say yes to the church. If you want the man, you must also want the plan. If you want Jesus in your life, you've got to say yes to the church. That's what the Bible says. That's not from my lips. That's from the writers of the Bible. That's from the Holy Spirit. So the plan involves the church. I don't know if you've become a part of the church, but I know you had that opportunity this morning. If you have not given your life to Jesus and been baptized, you're not a part of the church. That's how we come into the church. We walk out of the baptistry, and it's ready. It's it's prepared for us. If you want to be baptized and give your life to Jesus and become a part of the church, we want to facilitate that this morning. So let's stand together and sing together.